0: Oh, Lewis. Lewis Howard. The Professionals of Professionalism proudly present Lewis Howard Live. Your crisp communicator with principal insights for pop culture with a tech edge. And now a man who needs no introduction, Lewis. Hello one, hello all, I'm Lewis Howard. You've joined the latest version and edition of Lewis Howard Live. Broadcasting from our headquarters here in Seattle, Washington. Reaching the U.S. and around the world. Our mission, our goal is to help you become the best version of of yourself as always. I can never get enough of saying that. I always appreciate uh, every new listener and we like to welcome our new platform SoundCloud. Yep. Now we got a new place that we hang out during the week that you can download and get the show. And uh as always Thank you, every single person. Our streaming numbers are have gone up, I think, by 40, 45% the team tells me. So we are doing good, and a lot of our messaging is around the COVID, crisis, pandemic, protest, uh, life change, world reset, whatever you call it. We're right in the middle of it, bringing you fresh, relevant messaging. Today, I thought I'd take the show in a little bit of a creative direction. I really want to celebrate uh, where we are in King County, Washington. Uh, we're moving into what's called the phase two, which is allowing restaurants to reopen. I have a number of friends and owners of restaurants, and they've been out of business. Some have just gone to to-go, and others have been shut down. And so, in celebration, and I probably should have had a chef on, we'll do that, um, of that, I want to do a show around recipes for living well in crisis, right? I have a number of chefs that I know uh, locally, nationally, and a couple internationally uh, that are just great at food and culinary uh, presentation. I love food. Right. So I grew up in the south of the United States, Texas. And, you know, there's two types of food in Texas, fried and deep fried. You probably heard me say that on the show a couple of times. And so, you know, food is prepared in a certain way. I grew up in a lower economic family, so we didn't have high end food, uh, but we had creative southern recipes, also known as soul food. Right. So you got those kind of dishes and they were every bit as good. Growing up, you know, having the greens and the beans and the macaroni and the meatloaf and, you know, all the other things that my grandmother, who was a nutrition, is one of the reasons why I'm healthy today, because she made a salad with every meal. And no matter what we were having, there was a salad. And so thank you, Granny, for making sure that uh, I uh, have a salad every day, which I, I do. Anyway, so... I'm fascinated with recipes and specifically how you can take simple ingredients, right? Everybody's big on farm to table ingredients. We know that's a big move we've seen around the world. Organic, uh, whole foods, uh, a.k.a. whole paycheck, right? When you go in there to shop. And so Amazon has purchased that. And so there's a big move to get away from uh, chemicals and, um You know, less than quality produced food, and you know there's a rise of vegan and vegetarians. You know, around in terms of how people are taking their recipes. So I'm fascinated with that. I'm fascinated with how you can take an ingredients, simple ingredients, and create a four star meal that you can charge two hundred to three hundred dollars a plate for. That's amazing, right? Same tomatoes that goes on the burger can be a tomato on a plate and it costs you 10 times as much. How does that happen? Well, as I talked to many of the chefs, right? You know, I've had, I paid $50 for a hamburger in a restaurant. Right? Now I could hear the boos and odds right now, like $50 when you can go to McDonald's and pay McDonald burger, 99 cents. Okay, so that's the difference. Why would you pay $50 for uh, a hamburger that's basically made of the same ingredients, beef, and McDonald's has beef, or at least we think they do, right? So it is a question of that. How can one person have the same gift, talents, and abilities and go be a billionaire? The other person with similar gift, talents, and abilities is a janitor. How does that happen? Right. Both of them are human beings. Both of them have different opportunities, maybe not the same scale, but different opportunities, because there's some things that you are born with in life that you don't need to go to school with. Right. I know people that are born with gift of communication. I have it. I don't need to go to school for that. Right. There's certain things that you have. There's a certain things. Women have a nurturing uh, part of them. Just instinctive thinking. You don't have to go to school for that. That's a gift. Right. So we're not talking about uh, disparity of wealth and that kind of thing. I get that piece of it. But I'm talking about fundamental gifts, talents and abilities, fundamentally God given ingredients that you have been given in your life. And how are you putting that together? Are you making a ninety nine cents burger or are you making it a fifty Burger, what are you doing with the ingredients that you have? So that's what we're going to talk about today. All right. So and I've learned from people like uh, Tom Douglas, who's a local restaurateur here, has several restaurants. Uh, Bradley Dickinson, uh, owner of restaurant in Bellevue, Washington called Pearl. My friend Reflection in New York is a chef and Justice Israel, who taught me a lot about preparation and presentation and food and the legendary Anthony Bourdain. And for those who don't know who Anthony Bourdain was, he was a celebrated world chef. He had a show on CNN called Parts Unknown, where he would travel around the world to uh, different parts and people and have different meals. I mean, from Russia to Vietnam, one of the most famous shows in Vietnam was with him and uh, President Barack Obama sitting down in Vietnam having food. And so I was a fan of Anthony Bourdain. I would watch that show and watch his history and watch how people put ingredients together and just make these amazing kind of meals. And I thought, if people can do that for food, why can't we do that for life? Right. If I can take some simple ingredients that are grown from the ground and make a four-star meal of it, why can't I take some simple ingredients that I have in my life and make a four-star life? Okay, that's the question of the day, right? So what we're going to talk about is what I believe that some of the ingredients that you need today to have in your life, some of you already have them, some of you don't use them. Some of you have traded away. We were just having a conversation offline about, you know, over the last 120 days has been sort of a forced sabbatical. That's a time off of rest. And what a lot of us have discovered was freedom, right? While you were furloughed and you couldn't go to your office or you couldn't work, you had more freedom of time probably than you've had in years. And all of a sudden you get a sense of what it's like to live financially independent that you go to bed when you want to go to bed, you get up when you want to get up, you eat when you want to eat. You have full control of your life. Think about that. And so that's the motivation for taking the ingredients that the divine, that heaven, uh, that God has given each of us to see if we can make a four-star life, a good recipe, even in the middle of a worldwide pandemic and worldwide reset of some systems and organizations. So we want to, in this show, just to help you distinguish yourself from people who may have similar ingredients, talents, and abilities, but have not learned how to make a meal of it. Not learned how to put it all together. And so stay with us. We're going to go on a quick break. When I come back, we're going to jump right into the ingredients that you need to make a fantastic, great, lifelong Recipe that long after you done, did you know that there are people who've passed on and no longer on this earth, but people are still using their recipes? They're still making meals for people that don't even exist anymore, but they left such a good recipe that people are still using it today. So stay with us. If you just joined us, it's Lewis Howard Live. We're talking about the recipe for good living, especially in a crisis. Stay with us. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back after these messages. Hey, welcome back. Thank you for joining Lewis Howard Live. Hey, just to remind you, you can get us on I don't know how many platforms, but you can get us on Apple's iTunes. Um, You can get us on uh, SoundCloud now, Spotify. We're going to be on TikTok. So we're going to be all over where you can get the show and download and keep up with us. Because I believe that, boy, some of the shows we've been able to do and a few of the guests that we've been able to have has dropped some knowledge and some wisdom that I think will be helpful for you years and years uh, down the road right? It's all about making a difference. It's all about service. Today, we're talking about recipes. A number of my friends are reopening their restaurants. People are getting out to eat again. I was down in places yesterday where I'm staying and the restaurants are buzzing with food and food is being made and people are eating again, drinking again. And so it just made me think about recipes and food and, and some of the great meals that I've enjoyed, but also what I've had to do for my own life, right? That I started out with ingredients. I was, uh, I had three mothers and two fathers by the time I was, you know, seven years old. I went to 10 school and 12 school seasons. Right. I was constantly on the move, did not have roots, did not have stability. I was always the new kid on the block. I was always having to introduce myself. I was always having to acquiesce. I was always the kid that had to raise his hand in class if there's anybody new. And so when you live that life, you know, it can affect you. And so while I had good ingredients, I didn't have the ability to put those ingredients together for a long time. And so my life lived in a very dysfunctional manner. I lived in what people call uh, undeveloped potential. Like people would see the potential in me, but I didn't know how to get it out. I was growing tomatoes, but I didn't know what to do with them. Okay. And so some of our lives are like that. And maybe one of you that are listening to me today, your life is like that is that you grew up kind of in a dysfunctional way and life hasn't kind of treated you right. You've suffered some afflictions, some setbacks, some disappointments, some hurts, some pains, some losses. We all do it. But I'm going to challenge you today that I think if you can reset your ingredients, repackage your ingredients, I think from this day forward, there's still an opportunity for you to produce a great recipe in life. All right. So let's jump into it. So one of the things that uh, my chef friends all say is they all had a teacher, right? They all had a mentor. They all told me that they had someone who taught them how to cook or run a restaurant, that they didn't just wake up. One day and decide to make great food and dishes that people would line up for hours for, right? So it didn't just happen. Sometimes I think society, especially with digital media, because it is artificial, it makes you think that somebody can go from a zero to a hero overnight. But it's really not true because it's not capturing all the time in between. I started with a half a follower and I got to a million followers. What did I have to do? How much money did it take me? How much time did it take me? And we have a society that only looks at the end result. We don't look at how the person got there. One of the things I'm learning as I study and study is there's a story behind every person, place or thing. And you don't really know the person until you understand The story, and sometimes we don't bother to get the story because we're just so in love with the end results that I don't want to bother how to get that. But sometimes it might surprise you, and it might unimpress you when you find out the story. Okay, so what my good friends told me is that they all had a mentor; they had somebody that taught them the fundamentals of cooking. Many of them started in humble positions. Uh, Anthony Bourdain started as a dishwasher. Right. Here's this world renowned, celebrated chef flying around in private jets all over the world. He started as a dishwasher and he was a heroin addict at some point uh, during his early days. And so now you've got, you know, a low level of position. Plus, he's got this addiction and yet he's able to put the ingredients together in his life and make a great and successful career. It was just such a loss when he when he went away and whatever happened. Of course, we don't know. But that was just a loss to just have such a great high profile individual living a life that most of us would never get a chance to enjoy, suddenly gone. But the point being is he started in this humble position and it's a best-selling book that he wrote out there uh that you can get. It talks about his life and his journey. Um and you and you look at other chefs like uh Tom Douglas, who started out with one restaurant, I think he's got ten or fifteen restaurants. So But they all said they had someone who taught them. Okay. You need a teacher. You need a mentor, right? If you're going to make a great recipe, where did it come from? Right. A lot of you cook and it's grandmother's recipe. Right. They taught you how to do that. If you're running a business, somebody's going to teach you maybe not how to run that business, but how to run a business. For example, one of my billionaire mentors, John Buchan, used to always tell me, drill this in my head and he'd say a business is not a business if it doesn't pay for itself. And I would say, well, what is it, John? He goes, it's a hobby. OK, because I was running one of the business. We had several, but I was running one running the business that wasn't making money. So he would come back and say, how's your little hobby shop going? Right. Well, I thought hobby to me was arts and craft. But in him, it was a recipe for success. That was one of his recipes. Make sure that the business pays for itself. I know some of you are out there running hobbies and you're calling it a business. But if it doesn't pay for itself, it's a hobby. OK, just just saying just throwing it out there all right so every person has a secret to how they got where they are they have secret recipes right and i used to spend time trying to like billionaires and millionaires are hard to get information out they don't like to share they'll talk to you but they don't like to give you their secrets so you need somebody that's willing to share with you the secrets of the success of how they made a great recipe in life. Right now, even doing as I'm doing this show, there are people making great recipes and great outcomes right now. People have started whole new industries, right? There are some of the coolest masks now I'm seeing on the planet, right? We weren't even thinking about that 120 days ago. The only mask was the cloth. Now you got designer masks, clear masks, face shields. Yeah, all right, somebody's making that. Somebody's making that so that as a recipe, we can have PPE, personal protection equipment, During the pandemic, right? So you follow me? So this really is about recipes, but it's really about principles. It's really about what do you have in your life? If I were walking in your kitchen, I want to make a meal. I would open your cabinets and your refrigerator and say, what kind of ingredients do you have? In fact, we used to do this. We, I would have people over to the house and I would have them challenge me and just bring ingredients. Just grab some from the store. I don't care what it is. I'll make a meal of it. Right. So your life is like that. Find the best ingredients that you have. And let's talk about having a great life. If you just join us, we're talking about recipes for good living, especially doing the crisis that we're in. And so what we're talking about, number one, is you got to have a mentor. You got to have a teacher. And I see people that don't want to be taught, don't want to listen. I was with a gentleman yesterday. And I can tell when people don't want to listen to me because the first thing they'll say is, what's up, old school? Okay. so what they're telling me is you can't you can't tell me nothing. I'm the new school Jack. I am the Thundercat. I know what I'm doing and you don't know anything. What you know is old and dated and out of use. Right. But I have recipes. Right. I have ingredients that I've learned to make a good life for. He doesn't know that because he's already separated us generationally to say, you're in that group and I'm in this group. That's a mistake. That's a mistake, right? I love learning from people that are older than me because they they've got here. If somebody's 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, they did something to last this long in this crazy chaotic world that we live in. So I want to learn what recipes That they have. They built a business. I don't care how old they are. I want to know how you did it. We got eight year olds out building businesses around the world. I want to know how you did it. I was an eight year old go out and build a business. Right. So you're never too old to learn from somebody young and you're never too young to learn from somebody old. Teaching is a principle. It's not about culture. It's not about generation. We're seeing this right now as we watch the protests and things going around. Where are the teachers? Where are the mentors? Where are the voices? Right? Voices of wisdom and reason, not the politicians, because they have to be elected. I'm talking about independent voices that can come and have conversations that might change the direction of where we're going. Where are those voices? Where are those teachers and mentors? All right. So I didn't want to get off on that, but thought I'd throw it in. All right. Number two is stability. Okay. If you want to have a good recipe for life, for living, for success, you got to be stable. And what is stability? Stability is just a quality state or degree of being stable, fixed, such as a stand or firmness. Okay. Practical terms, when you if you have a car and you drive it, there's what's called stability and shock absorbers. Okay. The reason why the vehicle has that is so when you're driving it, you get that smooth, stable ride. That it's not bouncing like a rubber band uh, while you're trying to talk on the phone. It's not a lowrider. You know, and some of the low riders do that because they've taken out the stability, they've taken out the shocks, or they can move the shocks around, but normally driving, you want the car stable, especially when you're going over bumps and things like that. I grew up in a town where cars didn't have that, and man, you hit a bump, you knew you hit a bump. It felt like the wheel went right up into the engine or something, right? So you need stability. In your life. Right. And sometimes that's relationship stability uh, it could be financially stability. It could be social stability. It could be different types of stability. But you can't have a new idea every week. Right. I know people that they got a new idea every week and they haven't done anything with the last idea. That's not stable. Right. Or I know people that are constantly moving. Right. They're moving around. They're not stable. Right. Every time you see them, they're doing something different. That's not stable. That's adventure. That's experience, but it's not stability. People will not invest in instability. They will invest in stability because I can track stability, right? If you tell me you live someplace, I can track that. Or you work someplace, I can track that. But when you're unstable like a jackrabbit, <laughs> just jumping around, then it's hard to, uh to check people, to see where they really are, right? Remember what I said, there's a story behind every person, place, or thing. And it, sometimes it is through the stability that I understand the story. One of the greatest compliments, I think, that a friend paid me, he said, Lewis, you are able to find stability in the middle of stability. And he, at that time, he was talking about the recession where everyone was losing their homes, their multi-million dollar homes that they were losing. I didn't lose mine. And that was amazing to him that I was able to do that. But it's because I found stability, right? You've got to you've got to find stability. Here's why stability is most important, because in a crisis, things will destabilize you. Okay, stress will destabilize you. Fear will destabilize you losing your job. Health problems, relationship problems, sudden unexpected traumatic experiences, they will destabilize you. Okay, so all of a sudden you were stable, but now you're unstable because this thing has hit you from the blind side. You didn't see it coming. And now you're trying to figure out which way to go. Right. And so if you're a parent, now you got to direct the kids. If you're a spouse, you got to talk to your partner. Right. And I got to be stable because they want to know who, what, when and where. Right. you got to be stable or your company's saying we're going to furlough 10,000 employees. You don't know if that's you. And now you waking up every night thinking it's you. Now I'm not stable. Right. I'm not sleeping well. So that's the opposite side that most people live in some form of instability. But if you want to make a great recipe, you want to have good ingredients in your life. You got to be stable. You got to be fixed and you got to be immovable. Okay, when people see me, I can say I'm doing the same thing I've been doing for the last 20 years. I'm stable. I may have moved around in that sandbox, but pretty much I'm in that box. Right. Because I know that I can gain mastery over Malcolm Gladwell said, if you want to gain mastery over anything, invest 10,000 hours into it. Okay, well, you can't do that if you're not stable. Okay, so you got to be fixed. All right. I think I've driven that point home, but it's just an important part of it because I practice it and I have lived it. And you have to find, again, stability in your life in the middle of instability, no matter what you're going through. I was over at my doctor's office and, you know, he says, I am tired and exhausted today. I'm like, why, Frank? What did you do? He goes, every patient, every room was stacked. And I was like, what's STAT? STAT means that it's in a, a dangerous state. So he says he had seven patients in, and they were all in STAT. It was heart attacks. It was cancer. It was all. And then he goes, and it just wore me out. And he says, I finally had to just put down my f- fist and say, not in my clinic. We're going to keep some stability here. Those things will, even if you're serving people, you can become unstable. So watch that because that's a key ingredient that will help you make a recipe for a good life. So if you're joining us, we're talking about the recipes to a good, great, awesome, amazing life. Some of you are just, as I said in a previous show, your heartbeat away from some of your greatest opportunities, even in the pandemic. Stay stable, stay fixed. I know, look, I'm a person and I'll talk about this one at this point. Patience is tough for me right? Waiting things out. There are some things that I have been waiting on for years, right? But I've made a decision that I'm going to stay stable and fixed and firm until those things materialize. And that's hard because we're instant gratification, heated and eat it, microwave thinking, but real success is not that way, right? Just not that way. All right. Preparation is number one, or number four. So back to the cooking metaphor. Most of the chef's time, in cooking, do you know what it's spent on? Preparation. It's preparation. They are chopping. They are cutting. They are marinating. They are sous They're doing all kind of things to prepare a meal that's only going to take 45 minutes cook time. But they have spent hours preparing. There's certain meals that it takes hours. Okay? One of those meals is called uh, boganese. It's a sauce and goes over pasta. Beautiful dish. But that dish takes eight hours to prepare, eight hours, okay? So if you're hungry, eight hours is a long time to wait. But if you want that dish, if you want the excellence of that dish, it's what it takes, right? I have spent hours just cutting and chopping vegetables, onions, you know, and that's what the chefs say, that it does take. So many of them have to get up early in the morning just to prep the kitchen, the, the food, just to get able to, uh, when you come in, get your order out within a reasonable time. Life is about preparation. It's not about presentation. It's about how well do you prepare. Russell Wilson, uh, Super Bowl quarterback for the Seahawks, said, the success is not in the game day. The success is in the preparation. And so how well is your prepare? How well, if somebody asks you to come speak before a group, Or how well do you do when you are called for an interview? Okay, here's my rule about preparation. If I'm going to be asked to do something for 45 minutes or an hour, I'm going to spend at least eight hours preparing. Okay, usually when I do this show, I spend at least a week preparing because the thoughts have been in my head and I'm kind of thinking. And then Saturday is when I get up and I put it together and I come to the studio and I'm ready to go. But I didn't just walk in and think of this show off my head. It was already there preparing, preparing, I will study and I will prepare and my opportunity will come and it'll be excellent. You've seen people that have jumped up and they're not prepared, right? You're in a class and, and, and one of the students not paying attention and, and the teacher knows that and she'll say, Johnny, what's the answer to that? Johnny's not prepared. So Johnny stumbles, it goes through a whole bunch of, you know, dilemmas. And at the end of the day, makes, you know, kind of a fool of himself because he didn't prepare Okay, we have a lot of people out here trying to make recipes and great life, but they won't prepare. They won't do the homework. They won't do the assignment. They won't do the unsexy, the unboring things. Uh, One of the previous shows, we talked about Olympics and uh, Michael Phelps and how he gets up at four o'clock, three or four o'clock in the morning just to practice swimming in the dark. That's preparation. How well do you prepare for anything? Most of us just jump behind. Uh, uh, And go my day, my first appointment at 730 is always about preparation. I'm going to prepare for my day. Right. So the number four ingredient is you got to have preparation. And depending on the scale and the greeting of the success that you want, the more preparation you're going to have to put in. If a chef is preparing a six-course meal for his guests, he's going to have to put in hours of preparation for that. That's just not going to get up and boil some water and throw some in it and go out and serve it, right? It might work in your kitchen, but that's not going to work in a kitchen where you're charging somebody $100, $200 a plate. You're going to have to do a little bit better than that, right? All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back. I'll wrap up. I got two or three more points. And uh, we'll be home with it for today. You are tuned in and listen to Lewis Howard live. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this message. The Millionaire Club Charity is one of Seattle's oldest existing charities. In addition to job placement and employment services, the Millionaire Club provides job training and licensing to help workers become qualified and job-ready, from nutritious meals and sack lunches to housing assistance to stabilize their lives. Despite its name, the donors to the Millionaire Club are ordinary citizens with a desire and passion to help fellow citizens overcome the barriers of employment and housing. For more information, call 206-728-JOBS. Or go to MillionaireClub.org. Hey, thanks again. You've joined us today. We're talking about preparation, recipes, consistency, stability. Why are we talking about those things? Because we're celebrating the opening of many of the restaurants, and a lot of chefs are getting back to work. And a lot of them are going to be making great recipes that you and I are going to be enjoying. They're going to put on the menu. And I thought about life is like that, that we have ingredients that we've been given in our life. And we should be able to take those ingredients and make a meal, make a success of our life. I think if you're struggling and you're having failures it's not just because of the outside things. I know I can blame the system. I can blame I can blame white people. I can blame black people. I can blame brown people. I can blame Republicans. I can blame Democrats. I could blame rich people. I could blame a lot of people and a lot of things. And, and heaven knows I did growing up as I went through my struggles. I struggled. I mean, you know, I could not get it right for years. And I was always looking for someone to blame. And I learned at some point that I've got to take responsibility for myself. I've got to be accountable for myself. Can't be accountable as a group. Can't be accountable as a race. Can't be accountable as a system. Have to be accountable as an individual. And as an individual, I've been blessed with certain gifts and talents and abilities. You know, for those that are religious and read the Bible, there's a story about talents and how people receive talents. One received five talents. One received 10 talents. One received two talents and one received one talent. And it was all about what they did with the talents or the ingredients that they had been given. They were held accountable for that, right? I think you and I are going to be held accountable for the great ingredients that we've been Given, I know people that are great singers, but they don't have the confidence to go into a studio. I wouldn't say I got the best voice in radio or podcast. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. But I enjoy doing this. So I'm going to do it anyway, regardless of how you rate my, you know, skill set in doing it. I'm going to use the talent to the best of my ability. Are you using the one talent, the two talent, the five talents to the best of your ability? That's really the only question. That's what the prompt purpose of this exercise is really is to find out can you audit your own life during this pandemic and world reset and find, Hey, I got this talent. Maybe I got time enough to discover that I can write, I can sing, I can create, I can cook, I can do different things. So we've just been talking about some of the ingredients that you need, stability, consistency, and preparation, right? As a part of the ingredients to make a great meal. Uh, next you need patience, right? Now, patience is a hard ingredient, okay? Because many of us don't like patience. We want it now. talked about that in the previous segment. We just want it now. But if you are a chef and you're making a meal, right, once you put that meal in for cook time, you got to be patient and let the thing cook. You can't open the door every two minutes if you're trying to make a pizza, right? Or if you've got this long casserole or long special dish, you got to let it cook, right? Life is like that. Sometimes we have things that we got to let cook. We got to let simmer, right? Got to put it on simmer and let it do its thing. Stop rushing it. Stop watching for boiled water to boil. Some of us are just so impatient. We actually sabotage ourselves because we'll go and try to make a substitute for what we're trying to believe. But patience is powerful. Patience is key. And so just keep in mind that part of the ingredient that people don't like to talk about that makes a great recipe is the patience to let life simmer. Let those dreams and those goals and those desires that you've come up with, let it simmer. And at some point, It will complete itself. It will fulfill the time need and you will get a chance to really experience the greatness of allowing patience to work. That's one of the things champions, leaders, entrepreneurs have to work on the most is patience because we want it here and we want it now. All right. Last one is duplication and expansion. If I come up with a good idea or a good recipe or a good opportunity. The question is, can I duplicate that? Can someone come behind me and recreate what I did? So one of my friends, Justice, I'd go over to his house every Sunday and, and we would have meal Soup Sunday is what we called it. And so Justice would make some really cool dishes. And then I would go and see if I could duplicate it. And what I found is I couldn't duplicate it like He could. And the ones that I did duplicate is it took me like five or six times of messing up chicken before I finally got the dish right. Right. So sometimes when you are coming up with a recipe or an idea that you want to sell to the public or you want to multiply, is it duplicatable? Some people start businesses, you know, in their own name and in their own way, but it's not duplicatable because it's it's centered around them. Right. So just know that expansion and duplication is part of a recipe. I want it so good that I can send it to anyone that can make this opportunity, make this business. That's the franchise model. Right. Starbucks is a franchise model. It's it's expandable and it's duplicatable. The recipe of a latte can be made all over the world. McDonald's franchise. They can duplicate it. Okay, what can you create that you can duplicate? The smartphone is duplicatable. So think about that as you're thinking about your ingredients and what you want to make of your life, your business, your opportunity, your relationship. Is it duplicatable? Can I do it or is it a one off? Is it one on one? It's just for me. And that's it. And some people like that. Some people like one of one deals, but that's not duplicatable and it's not expandable. Last one is the platform or the audience as a testimony to your work. There's no sense of making a great meal and a great recipe and you got nobody to serve it to. You got nobody to share in it. So in order to have a full appreciation for your work and a testimony to the effort, to the preparation and the stability and the consistency, you got to have a platform. You have to have a place To speak. This is my platform, right? So, doing this podcast is one of the platforms that I have to share the success and the principles that I have been able to enjoy over a long period of time and share things with you that hopefully you can do. And anything I share is duplicatable. And it's expandable. And so having a platform audience is critical, right? Having guests to sit down and enjoy your three course, four course, five course meal is absolutely critical to the success of your work that you have put in. All right. I think that does it for us. That is a, a a few ingredients. I'm sure there's more. I'm sure many of you listening to me can think about other things that you could use. That's cool. Add them in, But you have to have fundamental and it takes about six or seven fundamental things, right, to make a great dish to make a great life. And so I hope that we've been able to reach one person with one thought, one idea that might make a difference in your thinking. So thanks for joining us. We'll appreciate it. You can catch us here. We we're on 24 seven and I've named all the, places our home places blog talk you can follow us on facebook lewis howard live and we've been promoting the shows through facebook and uh, and we'll we'll do that especially since now that we're on soundcloud And then we'll be on TikTok. So you'll be able to constantly get us and reach out to us. You can reach out to me, Lewis Howard Live, on Facebook and uh, send us a message. Let us know what you think about the show. And uh, if you got any ideas or maybe you're out there and you want to be a guest on the show, maybe you've got something you want to share that would be relevant to the audience. We want to invite you to do that. So, again, thank you for joining us. We'll see you again on another edition of Lewis Howard Live.